What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG English Show. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天的来宾 Emily 是一位创业家、艺术家、艺人、旅游爱好者以及语言爱好者。Today I'm joined by the lovely, super talented superstar. Miss Emily, Emily is an entrepreneur. She is an artist, an entertainer, a language lover, a world lover, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome Emily. Thank you, John. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily Niefanka. Thank you for inviting me on the show today. Yeah, you know, we were scheduled to start two hours ago, <laughs> but we just couldn't stop talking because we haven't seen each other since my birthday three years ago at your restaurant. Yes, yes. And it's just been so good to see you, really, to be honest. Yeah, like fully from my heart. It's really nice to see you and to hear about just all the cool things you've been working on. You've been filming in Canada. You've been Just going on a personal journey, so、mm -hmm. good to have you back in 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 real life. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank you. I'm really happy to see you too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was hoping we could talk for sure about your restaurant and everything, but I would love if we could maybe start with your entertainment career. Okay. You know, you've been a TV personality,、mm -hmm. but you just finished filming a, I believe a is it a docu series or like a drama. It's a drama. It's a drama. It's a drama. Okay. Well, yeah. Shoot. Well, yeah. It's a, like a sci-fi drama, I guess, but that's what they categorize Ooh, it. That's incredible. So yeah, maybe take us through a little bit of the entertainment career. How did that all begin? I mean, it started in Taiwan. I was a TV personality in Taiwan, and、um, lately, I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to transition into acting,、mm. and one of my friend introduced me to one of the top agencies in Canada, and. You know, they saw me, and you know, they looked at my resume, and they, <laughs> they, 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 they liked it, and you know, I got a role, and you know, started filming there. It's awesome because the transition of your, I mean, being a TV personality, were you really focusing on doing like talk shows and kind of like fun travel shows, that type of style?、Mm -hmm. But you wanted to be doing more serious work. Yeah. What was that? Is it just like more passion projects in that sense? Well, because in college I did take、um, acting classes,、mm. you know, just for fun. It was like one of the majors that you know we had in college. Dude, I forgot. Yeah, we went to college in the same town in、yes. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I feel like I just had so much more to offer than、mm. just. You know, like TV personality is great, but then I feel like I have more to offer, and I wanted to challenge myself to try something different.、Mm. So then, like I've done some acting in Taiwan, but you know, I I I wanted to expand on that.、Mm. Yeah, and congratulations because that's really cool. Can you share a little bit about the information? What what show is it? Can people watch it? Yes, it's it's Charmed. Charmed, yes. <laughs> So Charmed was like a really really old show. Like we were watching. Well, we were watching. It. It. Yeah, yeah, when we were, we were kids. <laughs> we're not kids. Teenagers. Yeah. yeah, like teenagers probably like high school students. But then like you know the original Charmed, like、mm. you know they rebooted it, and then so now it's like other Charmed ones now. So it's then, like, like their kids are、yeah. Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something like that, and then so you know that's、Ooh. yeah. Yeah, it's, so I mean, people can find that and like、yeah. we'll check you out.、Mm -hmm. That's amazing, awesome. And so, thinking too about what we were just talking about when we saw each other last, you're 
really your baby, in my opinion, your your passion project is a restaurant that you started called Vice Versa. Yes. So take us through that. I mean, how do you start a restaurant? I mean, are you doing all the operations? Are you doing the menu? What are you doing with that? Yes, I am. I, I, I do do all the operations. I do. Um, I don't do the menu like mm. my chef does it, but we go over it together. So maybe something that he likes, you know, likes more or that I don't like as much, you know, we'll take it off. We do taste testing on every single item if we change the new menu, when we change the new menu. Um, so we recently just changed our menu. So we do have to do taste testing. If it's too salty, too sweet, like whatever and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have to go through all that. So him and I, we go through that together. How do you start a restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cool, guys? Just hearing that, like, I mean, th th you 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 light up when you talk about this. So I will say this is definitely something serious that you care deeply about. Well, starting a restaurant, I'm not. You know, I was very naive to think <laughs> to think it was going to be start a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, guys, this is a beautiful restaurant too. This isn't just like a little hole in the wall eat spot. <laughs> this is a serious restaurant. Um. Okay. Well, to start with that, like. The building itself is a historical building. Mm, that's right. It used to be an old police, police building. Yes, right? it was yeah. a police precinct. Oh, Give me, give me a little PTSD from my my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and then so we um we fixed everything. We made it how it used to look like, and everything like at least the outside. And then you know there was a lot a long process that we had to do with the building because it's a historical building, so it's owned by the government. So there were things that we can and cannot do like walls that we can and cannot knock off. There was a lot of restrictions. And I mean, I'm not going to lie halfway through, you know, before we opened, I was like, what was I thinking? Like not only to do a restaurant, but inside a historical building, like this is insane. There is so much paperwork to do. There was like so much errands to do. I was like, and we didn't even open the restaurant yet. And then there was like governments that came to check up on you to make sure you're not knocking things out, like you to make sure you're following what they're, what you said you're going to do. We had to give them the blueprint. It was just loads of work and it was insane. Then the restaurant opened and then there was a <laughs> loads of work as well. Like there was just so much work. It to never do. stopped since. <laughs> like it just never stopped. I think you came straight from your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It was just like so much stuff to do, even like on our days off, you know, like sometimes we have to prepare for, you know, private events or like whatever and stuff. And then like, you know, we do do private dining. So then, you know, let's say you want something that's not on the menu or like whatever. We do try to cater to our customers to the best of our ability and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, let's say they're throwing like, you know, like a mini wedding or like whatever and stuff. And then obviously, you know, they want stuff off from our menu, but they also want stuff that's not on the menu. Mm. So we have to create a whole new menu for them and we have to do everything. It's just like the work never stops. Like operations, there's like, you know, people, you know, that we hire that they realize, oh, how much work it is to work in the kitchen or just like working in a restaurant and then they'll quit the next day. Right. And then we constantly have to find people to hire. And then like our kitchen, you know, my chef, he's great. You know, our kitchen staff, um, we do keep our kitchen staff a lot. Like in general, we do keep majority of our staff, but it's like sometimes like the dishwasher, you know, they come in for a day and then they just think it's they too just hard. They don't show up. Yeah. yeah they just <clears throat> don't bother showing up or they didn't realize how hard working in a restaurant is mm -hmm. when it's like really busy. There's a lot of customers that you have to cater to. So 
Yeah. yeah. I, f- I, f- I feel you. I mean, I don't even know if I told you, I was a bartender and a waiter in, mm-hmm. in San Diego. And so when I came to your restaurant for the first time, it was actually so nice because it had the kind of Southern California, West Coast like vibe that I missed so much. Like yeah. for my restaurant, I was like, you want me to get behind the bar? Like I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> and yeah. And so congratulations, first of all, because it's a beautiful venue, guys. Check it out. Vice versa. But more than that, I mean, the food's incredible. Mm-hmm. You guys have an awesome wine cellar, kind of. Would you yeah. call it a wine it's cellar? It's like a little wine, yeah, like a little wine cellar, a little wine shop, you know? Yeah, like wine shop, yeah. yeah. And so, like you're saying, I mean, this is serious, serious work. Mm-hmm. This is not just like, whoo, let's start a restaurant. You're dealing with everyone, like the hiring, the operations, the menus. Then you're dealing with all the customers who've got all kinds of demands. But it seems like you're loving it, right? I do love it. It is, it is hard work, but I do love it. I mean, you know, I do love Italian food. Mm-hmm. And so we are an Italian restaurant. Um, I mean, I, I love going over the menu. I love eating it. All our dough is made. <laughs> yeah, from, that, yeah. Yeah. That's half the battle. Right? I know. <laughs> At least you get to have the good food. Yeah. Like all our dough, everything like is made from scratch every day. So our pasta. Our pizza, our bread, everything's just made in-house every single day. Mm, so fresh. Oh, I'm yes. getting hungry. Can we go after this? <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. Well, um, do you think then, you know, is, is there more restaurants in your future? Yes, I am. Oh, a restaurant tour? Yes. Oh, I am actually goodness. thinking about, well, we are looking already um, in a second location. And so it has been a process, you know, to determine which area we want we have to like go through the demographic mm-hmm. you know what the, our competition is or are and then like there's a lot of like research you have to do when even finding a restaurant mm-hmm. so yeah that's this is what we're working on as well wow well it's it's really beautiful and i wish you continued success and i hope guys if you're listening you get a chance to go check out the incredible italian cuisine the 那后来他想要成为演员，那刚好他朋友帮他介绍了加拿大一间知名经纪公司，因此得到了一个不错的角色。那他说他会想要成为演员的原因，是因为他认为自己可以做到更多，因此他想要扩展他的演艺事业。那
And then so that's all you know, right? Like I used to come back to Taiwan like for vacation, you、mm-hmm. know, to see my relatives here. But yeah, like all I knew was like the states,、yeah. you know, like the people I was with and like my culture and everything. It was it was all about America.、Mm-hmm. So. I went to school with a bunch of white people, you know. <laughs> We were homies. <laughs> like, like it was like I was like the minority, but yeah, I never felt like a minority.、Mm-hmm. And you know, I had I had a great time. It was until I came back to Taiwan that I was more like, oh, this is a culture shock. I thought I knew how to speak Mandarin well, but I mean, I couldn't even read my own name. <laughs> I remember, like, it was like coming to Taiwan. You really had to speak. Full on Mandarin. It's not the Mandarin you speak with your parents, where it's like half and half.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. Or like you speak a little bit like Mandarin here, like oh, I know, and then the rest in English, and then like you get it. Like I did that here, and then they were like, "What are you talking about?、Mm-hmm. Like, what are you saying?" <laughs> like you know, you thought you know how to order until you come to Taiwan, you don't know how to order anything. So everything had to be relearned.、Um, there was a huge culture shock、mm-hmm. here. You know, when I when I came. I thought I was Asian, but I mean, <laughs> like you come here, you're like you're like this is Asian. Yeah, well, I mean,、yeah. and so thinking then a little bit about that, you know, you did you step right into the entertainment scene when you got back into Taiwan? I did.、Um, so you had to then jump right into 100% Mandarin right there, right? Yes. So I started as an intern for a news anchor. So I was、mm, going to be a cool, yeah. And then, then I was found, and you know, became a entertainer. But the thing is, like, you go to school, and the thing is, like, like as a TV personality, what you do is you talk. You have to talk to work. You know, without talking, you can't work. And I remember after school, I went to Shida, and after school, I had to go to my company, and then they would just. Make me read all these Chinese, like you know, like newspaper. And I, it was like it was so hard for me. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I graduated college to like go back to something like this. It was so hard. And your pronunciation, I had to go to pronunciation class. Everything, and yeah, it was tough. Not gonna lie. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can feel that, and it's it's crazy too. And maybe if we can kind of step back for just a second, what was the main reason you wanted to come back to Taiwan at that age? Because one of my friend, like, it actually started from one of my friend, a white guy, and he spoke Mandarin fluently in in L A. or in, in San Diego.、Okay. In San Diego, yeah, in San Diego and Cali. And I remember, I never knew, like, I knew him for like years, you know, like probably freshman year. All the way to like senior year, and you had no idea at the time. No, I had no idea because we only spoke English. It was until one day, like there was like a Taiwanese person that was like walking by, and you know you could tell that his English wasn't like you know obviously his first language, and then he switched to Mandarin, and literally I was like WTF? I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I was just like, we didn't just meet yesterday. I was like, we had classes together, like we hung out, we did projects together. I'm like, you never told me you know how to speak Mandarin, and then he's like, well, I mean, you never spoke Mandarin. He's like, and he's like, and honestly speaking, I'm like, your Mandarin's not that good. Like I've heard it, <laughs> and I was, just, I was like, okay, white、what? guy. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? And then so after college, I had this internship program. 
you know, and I was like really debating if I wanted to go and if I wanted to do it. But then like part of the program was they send you to school, you know, and then it was like intensive Chinese training and then like everything. And I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I'm going to go to Taiwan. You know, I know Taiwan. I've been to Taiwan. I'm going to be surrounded by Mandarin speaking people. You know, it's going to be easy. Like I could do it. And I came and it wasn't easy. I was like, damn, dude, like, this is a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And, but that's what I told myself. I'm like, if there's one thing that I could take away from Taiwan, you know, if nothing else, it has to be Mandarin because I am, I, I am Chinese, you know, or I am Taiwan. My parents are born in Taiwan. They do speak Mandarin, but you know, I am proud of my culture, but I just couldn't speak it. And I thought I could, but I couldn't speak it properly. I couldn't speak it well. I mean, even now I speak it. I do have an accent, obviously you could tell, but you know, it's not as strong, but it was, yeah, I really felt like as a white guy, he could speak Mandarin fluently. And as a Chinese person, I couldn't like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> wild that's yeah. i mean that's a very honest story and i appreciate it too because it's it's it really is it gave you that like motivation mm -hmm. and almost to like reconnect to yourself in a way yeah do you remember then when you came back to taiwan were there things that really helped you get into kind of the the mode of learning and like taking it seriously and like when you felt those moments of like damn maybe i'll just go back to la or something like no i'm gonna stick through this yeah there were moments where you know, I actually was there for like two years ish and it was, it was, it was grilling every day. It was six hours every day, you know, two hours in school, mm, yeah. like two hours of homework. And then I remember I would force myself to only watch like Chinese TV for two hours, you know, mm -hmm. like whatever it is. Like I watched a lot of talk shows because that was part of my job. Like I was like seeing what this is like, you know, about and stuff, but yeah, it was, it was really hard. And there was moments where I was like, you know what? Like I, I could, I could do it conversationally and I think it's good enough. Like I'm like I, a lot of people here, like they know how to speak a little bit of English or they mm -hmm. understand it a little bit. I'm like, I don't need to really like, you know, learn that hard or like at the end of the day, I'm going back to the States. Like, you know, why am I even killing myself? You know, even like another hour in the, my agency, like working on my Chinese and everything. I was like, yeah, I don't need, I don't need to do this, you know, but then I look at like my grandparents, my parent grandparents were still alive mm. at that time. And then, you know, they know how to speak English, but mm. you know, I was thinking how great would it be if I could just speak to them fully in Mandarin? And then, so that kept me going. Mm. Oh, yeah. So pure. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the grandparents kept you going. And then did you just decide to stay because of the entertainment career took off and you just felt happy? And well, I mean, yes, the entertainment like was was pretty good. And also I was contracted. So <laughs> you're staying here <laughs> <laughs> like I was contracted. But, you know, everything, everything worked out well. And my Mandarin got better. And then it's really nice in Taiwan because it's so convenient here. Mm -hmm. You know, like in LA, we have to drive every, like in San Diego, we have to drive everywhere. Traffic everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> and then like in Taiwan, it's just, you can walk everywhere, you know. Um, Are you a big walker? I didn't know that. That's cool. 
I mean, because that's kind of a Southern California thing. Maybe like walk from yeah. place to place. Yeah. I mean, not like far distance, but then like you know, like a you know, if you like want, you get it. If you yeah. you can get after it if you need to. Yeah, and then like the Seven Eleven here are great. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're hungry at night or like whatever, you could go to Seven Eleven. Um, yeah, at that time Uber Eats wasn't in Taiwan yet. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, <clears throat> it's really cool to hear the story, kind of 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 the whole the whole full circle of it, because. You know, you have had a great career here, and you're continuing to now really step into I mean, a restaurant, being a restaurateur. It's it's dope, and and still getting to act now, and so it's amazing, Em. It's great. Thank it's you. really really cool, and I'm grateful to call you a friend. But a question we love to end with here on NG Ingwen is if you could go back and talk to a younger M, maybe mm. when Emily was in LA in Pasadena, would there be any advice you give her about language, culture, life, anything? I would. Um, I my my parents actually put me through Chinese school, so I actually went through oh, like a Saturday, yeah, a Saturday yeah. Chinese school. But the thing is, like, I mean, I cheated, right? <laughs> so I, I like, like you don't want to go to school on Saturday. No. Nobody does. I cheated in normal school. <laughs> <laughs> like I cheated hardcore in Chinese school. Like basically, I did not do my homework. Mm-hmm. I would go in class and like copy like my friend's homework and then but you know what it just hurts you in the end mm. if i could go back Facts. i would really tell younger m to really like you know really study that chinese like really do it because like as the older you get to study another language it's harder mm-hmm. but you know really learn that language mm. when you're young don't cheat guys yes don't cheat guys <laughs> you're cheating your future self yes it is true <laughs> well said well said 来宾说，他是在美国洛杉矶出生跟成长的。那他以前偶尔会回来台湾度假，但他的文化思维都还是比较偏向美国人。那他以前以为他自己中文算是不错的，直到他搬回台湾时才发现，除了有文化冲击之外，他回台湾后发现得完全使用中文表达，因为他如果掺杂英文的话，可能别人会听不太懂。那他踏入娱乐产业的契机，是因为他当时是主播实习生，但后来他成为了艺人。但身为艺人的他得不断的说话，因此他要去上正音班。那他回来台湾的原因，是因为他其实在某一天偶然下发现，他认识很久的白人朋友居然会说中文，而且很流利，让身为台湾人的他有点惊讶。那另一个原因是因为他很想要跟他祖父母用中文沟通，因此他来台湾之后下定决心学好中文。那来宾也分享，他小时候有被爸妈送去周六的中文补习班，可是他都是用作弊的方式蒙混过关。那他认为，如果时光能够倒流，他会跟年轻的自己说：“不要再作弊了，要好好认真的学习，因为作弊到最后影响的是自己。”他也认为，年纪越大，其实要重新学一个语言也会变得越来越困难。接下来，让我们来复习一下刚刚来宾提到的一些单字或是片语吧。第一个是 “cater to”，“cater to” 是在指满足或是提供个人或是团体的需求哦。但 “cater”，“cater” 这个字本身。它是指提供饮食，或是外汇，或是承办的意思哦。那像举办活动的外汇服务叫做 catering service， 或者是 caterer。第二个词是 reboot，reboot。那它如果是指电影、电视剧相关的话，它就代表着重新诠释以及重拍。但如果是指电脑相关的话题，那 reboot 代表重新启动、重新开机的意思哦。那第三个是。Entertainment industry, entertainment industry, 娱乐产业
。还有第四个就是 news anchor。news anchor 代表着新闻主播。那来宾目前参与的电视剧是一部结合剧情、奇幻以及神秘类型的美剧。那刚提到的剧情片叫 drama。drama。奇幻片叫 fantasy。fantasy。神秘片叫 mystery。mystery。那比较常见的类型有喜剧片 （comedy）、comedy； 动作片 （action）、action； 还有恐怖片 （horror）、horror； 爱情片 （romance）、romance； 动画片 （animation）、animation； 还有科幻片 （science fiction）、science fiction。也或者是可以直接说它的缩写版 sci-fi，sci-fi 也是可以的哦。那最后来宾刚提到的 ，to the best of their ability，to the best of their ability， 指的就是竭尽全力或是尽他所能。那今天的教学就到这里，那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Emily。Awesome Emily. Well, where can people find you on social media? Where can they follow along with your life? Maybe where can they find the restaurant? Um, the restaurant you can follow. I mean, we are located in Xiamen Jie, Zhongzhen Chu, 94th or Xiamen Jie, yeah, Xiamen Jie, 94th. Right, Zhongzhen Chu. And then、um, you can find us on Instagram, vice versa, TW. You can find me on Instagram as well, Emily Nia. It's just Emily Nia. That's my name. <laughs> She got it. She got、yeah. it early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my name. There we go. Awesome, ma'am. Well, thank you for joining us on the NG English Show. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Boom! All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the NG English Show. Please follow along with Emily, or go find her at her restaurant. You will not be disappointed. Or follow along with myself, John Drummond eight nine, or Yang Haowen, anywhere you can find me. All right. Thanks for your dedication to learning, your curiosity, and your drive. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.